Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I just going to say, welcome to Emacs Podcast and Coffee. It's Friday, August 27th. Shout out to my mother-in-law for her 80th birthday today. Wahoo. Um, you know, so we're in Bellworks today, which I mentioned the last time we were here. I love this studio. It's very fun. It's an awesome building. Um, we decided at the last minute last night, when I say last minute, I was like 820 on the phone like a lunatic trying to change it because, again, the elevators are not working in the other building. And that five flights of stairs is a haul and exhausting for <laughs> So, especially when it's so hot and humid. So I called a shared universe, asked if we could switch to this studio. Chris, who's on the boards with us today, said, sure, why not? So Chris came over. So we get here. We're all set. We meet in the lobby. Everybody's good. We come on in. And I move a wire. And the camera goes down three seconds before we're supposed to go live. So it's not 9 o'clock. It's 9-11 or 9-12 now. I've been yapping for a whole minute about that for no reason. But anyway, (laughs) I would like to welcome my co-host today, Kevin Muldowney from David M. Muldowney Sr. Junior. Junior. Oh, dang. Junior CPA. Yes. Because there's a lot. And I've never met David M. Muldowney Jr. I'm sure you have. He's been at events. It's your dad? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought the company was your grandfather's company. No. Oh, yeah. Then I've met David. He's cool. (laughs) He's so awesome. So anyway, and then so Kevin is partner and uh, our treasurer for the chamber and on the board of directors and happy to fill in today as a co-host. Have you do, you've done a podcast? Before. I have. I have done a podcast. Um, I don't believe I ever co-hosted one. You have not. So this is this is fun. Um, I'm glad we came to this alternate studio. Yeah. Because Bellworks, as Jen said, is an amazing place. Great energy over here. So. Yeah. yeah. Looking we, forward to it. Yeah, and we have our guest Andrea Lane from Coast to Coast Turnkey with us today. So who's also a member, obviously a member of our <laughs> chamber, because that's who we have with us. Yes. Um, Anyway, so did the, did my other previous co-hosts, like, cue you in on what to do with me? Nothing. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. That flying they, blind. They, they left you flying without blind. any keys. So um, my usual crazy self, um, I'm not allowed to do puns, and I'm not allowed to sing. Tim has banned me from doing those two things okay. on the podcast. I don't know why. I'm very punny, and I have a lovely voice. Right. But anyway, I don't know why Tim has banned me from these, but when he's not here, sometimes I... Sneak it in. I'll fill in with some puns if you need it. Oh, great. Yeah. I love puns. I think puns are the most interesting. You can laugh out loud, Andrea. It's I, okay. because I forget right. the punchlines, so puns are not good for me. Well, puns oh. are just, aren't puns, no, jokes are the ones with the punchlines. Oh, okay. Aren't puns the ones that are just twists on words, kind of? Oh. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so they're just punnier. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, we got a lot going on with the chamber. <clears throat> we do. We do. We do, because um, we've taken August kind of chilled. We've done a lot of planning. We've done some regrouping. I actually took a whole week's vacation. Ask me what happened to me during my week for vacation, Kevin. Jen, what happened to you <laughs> during your week's vacation? So it wasn't really happy to me, but my family had a very big week because our daughter Jessica got engaged on Friday the oh, 13th wow. um, to her boyfriend or fiancé, Anthony Farina, and they've been... In, Anthony worked for us one year while he was in between during COVID, helping us with some technical stuff. So um, we're very excited about that. And then the following Friday, our baby Jamie went away to college. Wow. So it was a big week World at the Eckhoff household. Yes, it was. And then again, this Friday, our mother, my mother-in-law turns 80. So it's kind of been a big, big thing. I didn't take the week off for her birthday, though. <laughs> Only for the engagement and the college thing. And then I had to go back to work. Somebody needed me, you know, gotcha. do, do a little bit of work. So anyway, we've been doing planning, we've been doing good things, and we are about to kick off September with our events again. September 15th is our business networking breakfast, 
we are having a really unique um, event. Unique, I, I think, for us. We haven't done this yet. So we've often had a speaker from Tony Robbins come. They're not presenting in person. So he, Dragan, and I was going to try to say his last name, but I decided I don't want to do that today. Um, but Dragan, who has been with us before, is going to be on a big screen, interactively working with those of us that are in the audience, as well as anyone who would like to attend virtually. So we're trying to make it accommodating for everyone. If you will be with us personal, that will be a lot of personal networking we'll be doing. Um, that's at the Sheraton Eaton Town, 745. And then Dragan will speak and do his presentation, and then there'll be Q&A, and it'll be interactive, so you can join us online for that. Um, so we have that going on. And then we also have on 916, we're bringing back Conversation and Coffee, which if you have not tried a Conversation and Coffee, it is a networking online, one hour, and it is usually somebody will bring up a topic or will have a topic planned about business or what's going on in the business world. And it becomes very interactive. So it's not just I'm so-and-so from such-and-such. You do introduce yourself, but then you actually work, work on something together, share ideas, share thoughts. Um, it's an hour. It's on Zoom. And it's quite intimate because you don't think of Zoom as being intimate because you're, you're not there with people. But when you're looking at little squares of people and they're really talking, it's it's kind of really connective. It's awesome, and we like it a lot. So that's coming back 830 to 930 um, on the 16th of September. And then on the 29th of September, we are back to our business after hours, which is networking with a shot of fun. At 4 o'clock, we'll be doing mini golf. Get it? A shot. Ha ha. So at 4 o'clock, we'll be doing mini golf at Bluegrass Mini Golf um, over in... Oceanport, I believe, which yes. is right by Fort Monmouth. Yep. And then at 5 o'clock, we'll be going over to Blue Grotto for drinks at 5. Um, Tom Duffy is our drink sponsor, so first drinks are on him. Um, so you'll have time to play golf with us from 4 to sit, four to 5. Go head on over to Blue Grotto, drink, enjoy yourselves, and have fun. And that's our, that's our after hours for September. And you're ready for this? I am. Okay. We're having a flash sale. So <laughs> if you... Register between now and 5 p.m. on Tuesday the 31st. For any of those three events, you get $5 off. So go out and register now is what you're saying. I'm saying yeah. if you want to take advantage of a $5 sale on each. So that's $15 if you come to everything. Right. You go, you register, you can use a little coupon code that's on, you know, it's called, it's Flash space 0821. Put it in when you register, save $5 on each event. But goes away at 5 o'clock on the 31st. Act now. Act now. Act now. Give me a drum roll for that, because that's fun, right? Okay. All right. Cool. Because I've not done that before, and I was like, flash sale. Oh, that sounds like fun. Let's do that. So, um, and then we are packing it in for October. Packing it in. We have four events for October. All right. And guess what? What? They're all free for free. Yeah. Um, our business. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. That's great. They're all for free. So our business networking breakfast will be at the Middletown Arts Center. Okay. Okay. Um, our conversation and coffee will be virtual again. Our ENG group is having an event, hanging by the sandbox. If you know the sandbox in Highlands, it's by the sea oh, streak. Right. We're going to be out by the sand, the water. We're hoping for like the October Indian summer kind of thing, because <laughs> um, that's on the 21st of October. And then on the 26th, of our BAH of October, and we have not confirmed the location. We have something really great planned, but we haven't done it yet, so I can't say it on air yet. Mm. But yeah, so all of those events are free, and there's more information to come about that month later. Very exciting. Isn't it? <clears throat> and wait, one more thing. 
do this is a question to the audience would any of you like to spend a day five days a week four days a week working in an environment where this <laughs> what is? is your daily entertainment we actually, um, Jill, who we've spoken about before many times, our assistant, has now been promoted to our marketing and customer relations manager. So we are looking for someone who wants to work with us in our fun office, um, lots of flexibility to help us out with the administration assistant of both Jill and myself. So it is an opportunity that should not be missed because we are a riot. <laughs> Jill was trying to come up, she's very creative. She's coming up the other day and she's like, it is cold in our office, I will tell you. Um, I get very hot, so I make it as cold as possible. Jill freezes, so she's in a winter coat. So she was going to write this the lead in as um, interested in being a polar bear and living in an ice in an igloo. <laughs> Apply for the job at Emac. Um, the other one is, do you want to um, laugh every day without working at the Comedy Factory? That would be working in our office too. Right. So it is a lot of fun, a lot of flexibility, um, and it's part time. So if you are interested, the biggest requirement is a positive attitude and people skills. We can teach you everything else you need to know. Sign me up. Right? Sign no, sorry. Me up. You can't. I'm sorry. You have to do our taxes. You can't come. You have to help me with oh, the accounting. Man. You know that's not my strong point. So, like, you have to help me out with that. You, right. you can't have this job. But thank you, though. You would like it, though. It is yeah. a lot of fun. If I was available, I'd I, I was going to say, you're a little right. busy, Andrea. I know. But we, we are a lot of fun. So, uh, we are looking for someone to help us out. So, you got anything to add? You're not really. so quiet. I know. I you, am. You're not always as quiet. You're I was wondering really if if you get a pass on the no pun allowance for the titles of events. Oh yes, for the titles of Tim events. Tim allows that. Um, Tim doesn't have a choice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that may change when he becomes chair next year, and he may right. cut that out. But then he's going to have to name all the events and make people want to come. Right. And, and I, I don't think he wants to. Yeah. Do that. No. It's it's really punny. It's punny. It's pun. <laughs> Takes us a lot of time, you know, and it just. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is not going to be able to talk because, I know. yeah, yeah, no. So he does bring her around all the time. We get right, you know, like, everything is funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Great audience. Fun. Yeah, I, I, Jill says I could take my act on the road. I, my family, who says I was never funny, and anyone who knew me in the past, are like, "What are they talking about?" But I've gotten a lot funnier in my old age. Mm. You know, that's another good thing. We talked about turning fifty. Oh, you like, don't care anymore. I, don't be. I don't know if men are like this, but man, every woman I know, once you turn fifty, it is like the best time of your life. You just don't care anymore. And as long as you were a really decent, good person, well, I guess if you weren't either, you are okay with not caring anymore either. But you know, I figure I'm a good, kind person, so like, you know, I am who I am, and that's right. you get what you get. And what we used to say, I was going to say, what we used to say to kids: you get what you get. If you don't, don't get, get upset, upset. You can't pick out which color M and M you want. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Andrea. Hey. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're happy to Glad have you. Glad you can make you. it. Yeah, and thanks for uh, the flexibility of yes. just, uh, jo you know. But say. Everything happens. You were really thankful I didn't make you climb five flights of stairs this morning, right? I, I, yes. Okay. I am. It's way too hot to be in non-air conditioning stairwells, so. Yeah. Well. It's. I couldn't believe when I got out of the car this morning how hot it was. <laughs> I like, I'm walking here, like, and, and I'm walking across the parking lot. I'm like, give me inside. Give me inside. I can't do it. I spend a lot of time in Houston, so this is pretty common. Uh, yeah. I guess. Okay. I guess, yeah. Good morning, I'm David Hicks and Jessica Evans. What day is the business breakfast in October? Oh, thanks. October 13th. Thank you. Um, same time. I believe we're going to be doing the same time, 7.45 to 10. Um, but we will, that will be posted once we get a little bit more details that, if, that those events are not up yet with details, but they will be soon. But and they is, are free! Is, 
The October breakfast is at the Sheridan as well. No, it's no. at the Middletown Arts you Center. You did say that. That's right. I did say that. You did say that. Yeah, so thank you to our fine friends at Middletown who we, you know, made a call and said, hey, how much does it cost? And they said, for you, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that store, that movie? Um, oh, shoot. Kevin Moot, if you're listening, what the heck is the name of that movie? It's an Adam Sandler movie. And he, he does this, the dreams come true. These kids do the dreams and the dreams come true. And he's always like, for free, for me. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of his. Is it Click? No, it's not Click. No, it's not Click. It's so funny. And, no, and he said to me the other day in a meeting, he goes, how many times have you said for free? talking about the October stuff. I'm like, not enough, so I'm catching up today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bedtime, sto- bedtime stories? Could be. Could I th- That's it. It's Could bedtime be. stories. Awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, rent it one night in your mini hotel rooms. It's very entertaining. <laughs> when I'm at a hotel, I don't spend much time in my room. So. I know. <laughs> I know. And sometimes, like, isn't that you're paying for a room in a hotel and you don't get to spend time in there? It's worse when you have to pay the resort fee and you don't get to use any Oh, resort you're not kidding. Yeah. So you need not to start really staying at the you. Super 8 or the Motel 6 <laughs> because then you're not paying yeah, that much for a right. room you're not using. So, so speaking of that, we've mentioned you travel. It's not just for the hotel room. So what do you do, Andrea? So um, my company, Coast to Coast Turnkey, is a done-for-you rental company. Um, Done-for-you. Yeah. So it's for people who want to build a passive income portfolio to have more money to retire with, um, as opposed to a get-rich-quick scheme. Not okay. that you can't get rich on passive income, but for most people that we work with, they just want to build a portfolio, and um, and we do it a number of ways. We either do um, turnkey rentals. Let's talk about that in a minute if you want. Yeah, I would love um, to. We also have a fund. So if you invest in the fund, you just get money, and your money works for you. We also um, always have opportunities for lenders who want to just invest and get 10 to 12% return on their money. So we have different opportunities Can for people. Can I invest a dollar? <laughs> you, need, you need a little more. A Not little a lot more, but you need a, a little, little more. A little more than one dollar? Okay. More. Yeah. But I also teach people how they have money they didn't know they had to invest. So, oh. um, so yeah. So my part of the business is, is not turnkey. It's really going out and networking. So the way, reason I'm in hotels all the time is I travel around the United States to different events um, or I create my own network events in different cities, depending upon what we need, and um, meet people who are interested in real estate, or who I just got back from a um, a lending event in Vegas. I'm going to a real estate event in Oklahoma next month, and so oh, I just travel oh, around to different. <laughs> no singing. He's not here. No, By the way, I'm taking it. It's actually in Ohio, and I've been saying Oklahoma for the oh, last no. two months. <laughs> I don't even know where I go. I, I don't have. Ohio songs. I, I just, you know, so it's just getting around the country and, and talking to people and, and building our network. And, and so what I what I do is I usually do the connection, not only for our company, because I find, I find lenders, I find buyers, uh, I find people who are interested in the fund. But the other thing that I do is I network with real estate investors who want to learn or have questions. And I, I run a network group every Thursday night on Zoom where I, I talk about different topics. I have a person come in every month, and every other week, actually, and talk about various topics that are important to real estate investors. And then every other week, we do similar to your coffee and conversation. We have a network event where um, you can meet everyone on the call, 
hopefully you're getting their information and have private conversations. Um, and then we also have topics or questions that come up, and that's what we discuss. They're real estate related, not just general business, right. but um, that's what we do. Don't you find, do you network. find them fascinating? Because they, it, every different person has a different view, and it, so one I, little thing. I have a very large network, and so normally on our, our network calls, we get anywhere from 20 to 100 people depending upon the topic and the, the day of the month, right. quite frankly. <laughs> and you never know who's going to be on. And, and it's interesting from a real estate perspective when you're hearing, like, I live in New Jersey, work in Pittsburgh, and I own properties in four other states. But you hear perspectives from all over the country. And what's really common, because real estate is very localized. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is the same. But if you want to get into the nitty gritty and start buying, you better really understand your local market because it's localized. So it's just interesting knowing what's going on around the country. I find that, again, you know, you take it to any level. I find it's very interesting. We get so used to living in our area. Mm -hmm. And we live in a very interesting area where we are. You know, we're very close to New York City. We're close to Philadelphia. We're close to New York City. We're close to, uh, not New York, um, D.C., Boston. We live in a very interesting area. And yet it's so, there's a whole nother country out there, two or three times the size of our area that I'm talking about. And things are very different. Very different from um, when I first went out, I went out to Indiana to look at property and to build a network out there. And, and um, the first thing that I found was you and your husband, if you both work at McDonald's and you make a salary and you work full time, you can buy a house and you can go on vacation and you can afford your taxes. Well, think about that and put it in New Jersey perspective. It just changes the way you think. So our business is actually located in Pittsburgh and we're looking to grow on the outer, outs, outer side of the Houston market. Mm -hmm because those are areas where people can live at a reasonable price, pay reasonable taxes, and still enjoy life. Um, so to feel like I'm really privileged to live in New Jersey because we have all the benefits, but I didn't even know there was a life outside. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, moved to Jersey, right? right so yeah, that's exactly. all I know. Right. I never knew there was a life that you could live on, on a lower salary. Right. So. Uh, that's one of the reasons we started traveling out of state to find different areas to work right. in. It's funny that you mentioned that. I just came back from my cousins live in Indiana. They're like right on the border of, of Indiana and Kentucky, um, right there on the Ohio River. And my cousin has a boat, keeps it on the Ohio River. So we went out for a boat ride. And you saw probably like miles and miles of real estate on the river that is undeveloped. So my aunt was out there with us, and, and she mentioned that, you know, if that was around here, that was anywhere in Ocean or Monmouth County, the Navasic, Shrewsbury, you know, Barney Bay, whatever. There's no possible way that that would be undeveloped. Right. Correct. They'd be houses or developments or, you know, mansions or whatever on that land because it's right on the river, it's waterfront, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's. Yeah, that, it's so true. Estate. But down there, it's, it's undeveloped, which is Amazing. remarkable. Boating life, too, is, is something, it's very, you know, we're all beach life usually around here, most mm -hmm. people. Boating life on a river is so different and yet so awesome. Like down with those big wide rivers with the open and then people go out all day and they float around in the river and they raft and it's, it, did you guys do any of that? Like, yeah, or, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he just, has a, uh, he has a pontoon boat, so yeah, it's, it's open right. and it's it just fits more people. So, you know, my kids were, were tubing off the back yeah, and, it's and just his so, brothers were, uh, yeah. were water skiing. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah. But it's it was very interesting to see Slower, the landscape calmer, and everything. Yeah, getting out of the state makes makes life very different, mm-hmm. and that's one of the benefits that when I talk to people that are um, from the East Coast or the West Coast, they just don't don't know what's available in the middle. Right. And the middle is where most of America lives. That's the first thing, right? Most Americans don't live in New York, even though we think everybody lives there. And um, they don't live like we live, right? They mm-hmm. live in houses. They live in areas that you can afford to live in. Um, and they live in areas that the government isn't controlling their life, that they actually has, have a decision. I'm not being political. It's right. just right. The, the way I'm they rolling live. my eyes at the sound. If anybody on on can hear, there's something going on in the building. It's still better than walking up five flights of stairs. But if you just hear the buzz, it's something going on somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just no, that's okay. Distracted me. Um, yeah. So you travel to all, all around looking for inve- looking for all these people, and so, then what do you what do they do after that, or what you know? So I. So just like any network, I'm, I'm a real big believer in networking, right? Networking only works if you keep in touch with people, right. right? So many times people go to these events and they collect cards, and I'm not quite sure that drawer they keep them in is really helping them very much. So um, I contact every person that I meet via email because that's, that, that makes it easy, and, uh, easy enough for me. And I, I give them a, ca- a calendar invite if they want to talk to me personally. Uh, to see how we might be able to work together. If we can't work together, how can I put them on my list to make sure that if they have a, uh, a need, I may be able to fulfill it, right? Um, so so when I travel, that's what I do. I don't only meet people. I, I follow up with people. And, and some people that I've met, you know, become really my friends um, because we've just started a relationship and built it. And, and that's what I do in terms of networking. Um, nice. keeping it going so so you like to network and you're a member of the chamber so why did you choose emac and and i know we're not the only chamber of choice in your life so, here in this area because so i just, know you come from like a, a really deep-seated heart place in another chamber i i actually am um in 15 chambers in four states um and wow. but wow. i'm also in multiple real estate networks around mm-hmm. the country right so if you want to meet people and, and I what I don't do well which is a, a really easy way for people who want to network I'm talking more about networking than my sure. business right. but if you really want to network and do it well Facebook is phenomenal to be able to go out meet people in your industry or industries you're interested in and start conversations and build relationships off of a social media um, I don't use it to the best of its ability. I don't have time to live socially and live in person. I choose in person. But if you're if you're in an area that's more isolated, mm-hmm. social media is still an available um, medium for you to use to be able to network. Cool. So, and then so what? What do you? I, I'm getting. I'm going to get you to so talk why, about how amazing Emac is. Okay. So let me tell me? you about. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you about Emac. Right. <laughs> Come on. And I tried to lead you into that one twice now. <laughs> And I don't do a good job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just believe in networking in general. I and EMAC is just, a, it really is a phenomenal um, chamber to belong to because you have so many people that are consistently active, of which I'm not one. I come when I'm home. Well, yeah, you don't, um, you're not always here. So. That's right. I come when I'm home. 
uh, to every event possible because meeting people in your area is really the way to grow and you allow the opportunity for businesses to interact and meet each other. So just your, your coffee connector is phenomenal, right? Because that allows you, if you don't want to leave your home, if you're sick, or you can still have the opportunity of getting in and meeting people in your area and interacting with other businesses. And that's really key to helping your business grow. So I, listen, I think it's really cheap to join. I think it's a wonderful place to be. So I don't know why um, if you're in the area in New Jersey, um, because I go around the country, I don't care that you're Jersey versus New York versus, right. but if you're here, definitely should be joining the chamber. There's no sense not to. It's a great place to interact with other business people and find people that you will either be able to work with, work for, or just refer them to somebody else and build a relationship. The network is really, you know, it is about the people that you can connect to yourself, to others, to the world. Yep. It's it's all about, you know, if you look at the, when you Google network now or networking now, it all comes up wires. It has nothing to do with people. Right. But what we're talking is people networking. Yep. But it's the same thing. They all lead down different paths to different ways. So. Absolutely. It's, it's the best. So if you're in this area, especially if you listen to this podcast, like, just we're lucky. Join. Actually, do you know we're international? Well, okay, so so let me just tell you why. <laughs> okay, our <laughs> you have a long lost relative. We have a long no no no. It's Tim's cousin. Germany. Tim's cousins in Canada. Okay, so we're international. My cousin in Tennessee often listens. You know, so we're all over the country with our podcast and Great. coffee because we're just that good. Right. Yeah. But and now, Andrea, you can just have all these networking people say you should really listen to this podcast and coffee, well, just for total entertainment purposes. <laughs> Sorry. No, no this will be this will be posted on my Facebook. Okay, page, yes. So. Oh yeah, you can you'll get the sound. Yeah. You'll get all that. It's on ours. You can always link to ours, yep. Emac and Jay. You can watch it yep. anytime you want. Um so, so give me a nut. What's a favorite now we know okay. Aside from networking, what do we really do for that. a living? Well that or what's your favorite part of right. your job? Like and, and more okay. things about coast to coast so, that are amazing that we need to know. All right, so let me let me tell you what a turnkey company does oh, because that's, that's probably mm -hmm. something people don't Great place know, to start. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what most turn com turnkey companies do is they do provide a great resource for passive investors. And normally what they do is they go out, they find distressed houses, they do the rehab, they finish it, they make it look beautiful, they sell it to you for a profit, and then they manage the properties once it's done. And so if you want to buy a property and have it taken care of and know that you're moving into something brand new, it's a great opportunity. That is not what we do. Okay. So we do things a little differently. We require people to buy portfolios. So they have to buy five at a time. Now remember, we're not talking New Jersey prices. So I'm, I'm saying that because when you think New Jersey, you're like, I need a million dollars. No, you don't. I'm not going to go into the money, but, but it's not a million dollars. Not even close. Um, so we go out and we will find property that um, will fit your need in terms of what you want, or, or we'll come as close as we can. I used to be able to say, we'll find the single families for you, we can get the uh, um, cash on return, and that used to be true. Now it's not as good as it was, and that's simply because the inventory isn't there. Now we buy portfolios, so we'll buy 50, 100, 200 units at a time. Um, but still, the inventory isn't there for us as well. So um, you tell us what you want. We'll find the property. We'll make sure it's rent-ready for the area. 
So that's very different from what most people watch these fix and flip shows, right. and it all looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, if you, you think that's true, give me a call. I promise you it's not. Um, yeah. I, I've had some, but, I've had friends on a reality TV. It's not yeah, so real. It's, it's not yeah. real at all. Uh, yeah. But um, but we find the houses, make sure they're rent ready for the area, so they're going to be in good shape. But they're not necessarily going to be uh, a Rumson house, mm -hmm. right? They're going to be good for the area that we're in, and we make sure they have tenants in them. If we don't purchase them with tenants, we do the the um, testing for the tenants to make sure that they're going to be there for a while, that they're a good tenant. You know, as, as well as we can. Testing is the wrong word, but I sting I know my vocabulary. Yeah, no. Um, uh, we evaluate yes, the tenants. Yes. yes. So, um, and then we make sure the, the rent comes in, you get paid, uh, we monitor the property. So we are, we are full service, which a property management company should be, right? So they mm -hmm. should be handling your finances well, giving you good reporting, making sure that your, your houses are maintained, making sure they're going out there a couple of times a year to check even if there are tenants that are going to be there for years, make sure the property's in the shape it should be. Um, and, and things happen to properties where um, tenants sometimes don't tell you there's a problem. You know, uh -huh. So you have to make sure that's taken care of. But things happen to the property. You may have a piece of cement on your sidewalk that, sh that broke. That's a good uh, place for somebody to trip and sue you. So by going there, you're going to see that be able to do your your asset management as well as your property management. So you have people who do so that we for have, you so that if you own have, property in Ten you know, East Tennessee, you don't have to go from New Jersey down there every quarter correct. to look if you don't. Correct. We okay. have three contracting firms on, on staff. They're 1099 staff. They don't work for us, right? They can mm -hmm. get other jobs, but we keep them busy 100% of the time. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we, we also we own the property management company. We tried using an outside property management company, and they weren't doing what we thought was right for our clients. Right. So we now own the property management company. We own our brokerage firm. We never buy and sell from our broker. Well, we never buy from our brokerage firm. Um, he really does the negotiations with the companies we're using to buy from. So uh, we do whatever it takes to make sure our clients are taken care of the right way. And, and um, there are times when we're lucky enough to be able to keep a property. People always say, oh, you do turnkey, so you keep the best for yourself. Well, in fact, that never happens, right? If you're a true turnkey company and you want to service your clients, your clients get the best and you get what's left over. Right. But we do get to keep some of the properties um, as our own rentals. So we do have a rental portfolio of our own that that we also manage. So we want to make sure that we're doing our stuff right as well. Now this is not, this is permanent home rental, not, not like don't VRBO, Airbnb, Airbnb okay. none of that stuff. No, that's so. not what we do. Okay. I mean, not that that's not a great market to be in, but it's not what we do. I didn't, and I, I would think that a company like this, if you were big enough, could actually do that partially as well, but it would be a totally different that type of be, business. That would be a property management company who maintains houses that are specific okay. to to temporary rentals and that really is a although the overall concept is the is the same that's really heavy duty having a good housekeeping staff mm -hmm. right, right having somebody who's going to monitor the maintenance weekly mm -hmm. not monthly or right, quarterly right because right? that right. that's a constant we're talking change. a much larger if you were um, to do both we're talking a much larger larger it's company. it's yeah. another another okay. total leather another arm aspect, and that's not arm, something yeah. that I don't know that we'll ever get into that. Yeah. That's not that it's not a really profitable company, right. but that's not the kind of business mm -hmm. that we want to grow. You want to help people grow. 
You yeah. want to help individuals grow. <laughs> right. I can. I mean, I know that about you. So, like, if if you want steady income, passive income, as you mentioned, for your clients. Yep. Yep. And we um, we do everything we can to service them because you're right. That that is my heart. Taking care of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I joke all the time with my with my Ria group that I want all of you to be richer than I ever can be. I'm very happy. You know. Real estate is all, it's a people business. It's not a house business. It's about building relationships with uh, realtors, with contractors, with lenders, with um, interior designers. I mean, everything is about the right. people. And the building is just the vehicle you're using to get the money in and out. Yeah. The home is where your heart so, is. So you build, you, you have a home and find the right heart for it. And then you've got a lot of happy hearts. Yeah. Boy, that was really cliche. I know. Sorry. If you think about, you know, any any holdbacks that I've heard of from people that want to get invested in real estate is number one, the upfront cost. Number two, the um, the risk of vacancies. Number three, they're not handy. You know, like so, anything that comes up, it's okay. So let me take it. Number one is the upfront costs. So yes, you're going to pay if you're in the real estate business. Although there are ways to get into the real estate investing side of the business mm-hmm. with very little money. And if you want to talk about that, that's my networking side, not my coast-to-coast turnkey. Um, so you're going to have to have a base of money. But I can help you with making sure that you have the credit that you need, um, You know how to build your credit correctly, not how to, to get the credit, sure. but how to build your credit reports so they look good. Um, you need to have money in the bank. So, you know, I know this sounds really stupid, and I used to think people were crazy until I realized what you pay in Starbucks. If you go to Starbucks <laughs> seven days a week and you spend $10 a day, guys, at the end of two years, you have enough money to buy a small house. So, all right, so coffee is stupid, but but really think about it. And, of course, there's much no, bigger items you true. can save you're on. No, it's true. You're true. But it's, if you go to McDonald's for a dollar coffee, don't stop. It's, you know... <laughs> $52, $300 a year isn't going to help. Right. But if you're in Starbucks, you're talking about almost almost $4,000 a year and in coffee, some guys. Some people drink more than one cup I, of coffee a day. So I'm, I'm totally fessing up here. I could be buying a house. Can I just tell you, see yeah, this little, sure. t- little thing here? This is Greg Morlock. Just wanted to say good morning to my wonderful and talented and beautiful cousin Jennifer. That's our Tennessee, Tennessee. cousin. Okay, good. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Thank you for making us national. Yeah, really. That's great. <laughs> Um, and also, you, you mentioned a couple of things before. Um, a lot of people think that investing in real estate is purchasing, flipping, and selling, or purchasing and holding. Oh. And there's so much more. Real estate has so many opportunities for right. people. The, the our, First of all, I don't think our education system does a good job of teaching you how you can take advantage of so many things, even today, you probably have money that you can use to build real estate. Mm-hmm. You can build it, and you can do things like you can definitely buy and rehab. You can you can wholesale, which which is a whole other area, mm-hmm. right? You can do tax liens. You can um, you can find people who foreclosed houses and help them get their money back because there's a lot of money in foreclosures that people have available to them that they don't even know they have available to them. Um, there's just you know, turnkey businesses. Um, you could be a property manager. There's so many opportunities in real estate. And people look and say, the fix and flip shows on TV, that's what we're going to use, right? We're going to use them. 
that's not necessarily um, the best use or, or maybe something you I personally hate rehabs I don't like dealing with a million contractors I don't like watching a house come to a beautiful uh, I, it just doesn't interest me and never quite frankly a house has never interested me so I'm really in a strange business but um, <laughs> well because the home interests you the people interest me yeah. and that's what the house is all about the people yeah I, I do know quite a few um, real estate agents, and uh, they—it's the successful ones are the are the ones with the heart that that really care about finding the homes for the right the right home for the right person, and it is about the people. Yeah. They are very people person people people. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So you did ask me about two other things, and I want to forget yes. them. One is about vacancies, mm -hmm. and by interviewing the tenants well up right. front, that's not going to prevent things from happening, and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that some really crappy person's going to get into the deal, but it's going to limit um, the people. Now, you're always going to have the more property you have, the more vacancies you have, right? There, it's going to be turnover. We hope to keep people two to three to four years, right? But you're not going to keep them in general, not that they don't, mm -hmm. for 20 or 30 years. That's not usually what happens with rentals, right? So we look to make sure that we minimize the amount of move in, move out, because that's expensive for many reasons. Um, and then you had a third question about maintenance. 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 Okay, so maintenance is um, if you're a small investor and you own one or two properties and they're near your house, most people choose to manage them themselves. Mm -hmm. I personally did that. I can tell you the good and the bad, the ugly. I don't anymore. Um, even in um, New Jersey, where I only own uh, four units, we don't manage the property. Somebody, nobody knows who the owner is, which is really a good thing. Um, if you have those 20-year tenants because you've been really good at cultivating it, then please keep doing what you're doing. But I don't, I'm not a big proponent of managing your own property. Um, you want to find a good property management company and keep on top of them, but that should be what you're keeping on top right. of, not the okay. maintenance. Yeah. And the other thing with maintenance is you, if you keep on top of your capital expense maintenances. So you make sure that your roof is in good shape and, and your um, your HVAC system's in good shape and you know your your uh, electric is in good shape, mm -hmm. right? If you have a house and you've owned it for 30 years and you haven't done anything with your electric, your electric panel is probably ready to be changed and you're not changing it. So if you keep on top of those things, it minimizes the maintenance you're going to have to do. Excellent. Wow. It minimizes the bathroom pipe leaking all of a right. sudden through the so – sometimes, this, sometimes. It, but yeah, yes. not often. I will tell you that the worst part of maintenance is plumbing. Um, and there's uh, a great product that you can put underneath sinks that uh, – because the internet is fabulous, right? So it notifies you if, if there's even a drip. Because what happens is – You can get that notification. Yeah, but well, it's – That's cool. Um, but the thing is that tenants – and I'm not faulting them for this, right? They, they see a drip and they're like, okay, they wipe it up. Right. And then they get another drip tomorrow and they wipe it up. Well, when you get the first drip, if they called and said, you know, my sink is starting to leak, then you as a, as a proactive landlord are going to say, okay, I'll get a plumber there as soon as possible. Because plumbers are also notoriously busy right now. You yes. can't find right. a good plumber to come right. quickly. And I don't care that they do a lot of work for you. It's just a matter of what's available. So... If they notified you, you could do that. But usually what happens is there's a drip, there's a drip, and there's a little bit more. And then the bottom of the 
your sink is rotted out because it's stripped for so long, and they may or still may or may not call you, but at that point, you really have a problem. It could even grow to a mold problem. Right. So if you, first of all, by having a property manager who goes in and does the inspection at least once a year, you're going to know it before it happens. Um, and you're probably not going to do that if you're on property management. Right. Yeah. Because you, you're, you're managing so, where you're living, plus your investment properties, and you and don't have time to do all well, that necessarily. Well, it's not even time. You don't think about it. Because right. you're not thinking like a property manager is thinking. You're thinking like an owner, and you're thinking they're going to tell you there's a leak. And you go in and you look at the bathroom, and it looks fine, but you didn't open the cabinet to see what it looks like inside. I don't open my cabinet at home. Well, <laughs> at some point, you probably I do. I'm just home. kidding. But, but that's... Um, that's just the way it works. Yeah. And so right. that's why I'm really a big believer in a good property management company. That being said, good is the, really the key word. You're going to have to test them. You're going to have to ask a lot of questions to see if they're going to do what you expect them to do. Um, I was just at a, a, a meeting the other night where a gentleman was talking about, you know, the problems he had with multifamilies, and the, it was all around his property management companies, how many he's had to fire and hire and in, mm. in every state we go into, we have start with, with a minimum of two property management companies so we can sort of test the waters because no matter what people say, they lie. Um, and you go in with that understanding. And I'm not saying they lie intentionally or maliciously. They just make themselves look good. They present right. themselves in the best yeah. light. Yeah. So, um, so you want to evaluate the property management companies. So... That's something that we learned by trial and error. So do you guys have investors? I, I guess I'm curious. Yeah. How many investors do you have that invest out of state? Every one of our investors is out of state investors. Okay. So um, just because I invest from here, my properties can be anywhere. Oh, absolutely. So I have properties in five states. You can have properties any place you want. You just need to, first of all, if you're going to invest out of state, and, and I get this question a lot, what do I do and how did I decide? I find a location I want based on parameters I have, right? How many people are moving in? How many how many companies are moving in? What kind of companies are moving in? Pittsburgh sort of uh, falls out of my normal range. Um, Pittsburgh is not a place that people are flocking into, but the, the dynamics of the city has changed. It's a really big uh, college community. It's an awesome city. So, I was there a few uh, years ago, and it's, it's it's a cool city. It's really beautiful, but the demographics have brought the average median age down to the mid to, to higher thirties. So oh, wow. it's not wow. you know seventy year people. So these are people who are young and vibrant and want to stay in the community that they're in, right? So that's one thing. And the other thing it always had going for it is it always had steady, slow appreciation. So when the market in New York spikes, so last year, well. Three years ago, the market in New York was like at its peak, well, as high as it could go, and then COVID hit. And, of course, they right. can't do rents. They can't do evictions. They can't do, they can't do. Well, not that the prices still aren't high, but they're significantly less than they right, were. than they were. Pittsburgh just keeps going on its slow, steady stream. And last year with COVID, instead of the 4 or 5% appreciation, it actually hit 12 And I was really upset. I'm happy with 4 or 5%. It's just the nice steady. It's right. Because nice then it's, it's reliable. But that isn't my normal view of a city. I looked at the city and I knew I used to work um, for bank and I was in Pittsburgh a week a month. And, and I loved Pittsburgh. Didn't want to move there. But I love the city. And, and so it was intriguing to me, and I did research on it. And then 
the next thing I do is go find my team, right? So when I look, I look for a team with, that actually has people with, that um, will work with us as, as partners with us because we want to build a long-term relationship to, to build a, a rental portfolio. And in this case, we sort of fell into turnkey by accident. We didn't ever intend to open a turnkey business. We intended to be le um, landlords and build our own landlord portfolio. And so many people from our group were saying, well, you know, why are you there and, and asking questions and can you buy for us? And we tried it once. And then we said, okay, so every time we do a deal, we improve our process of doing it and make it better for our clients. And now we have clients that are multiple times back to us to buy more properties. But we didn't start out as a turnkey company. I probably should have said that up uh, front. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we, we started out to be landlords. Um, and the reason Pittsburgh, I told you, and, and the reason Jacksonville is Jacksonville's a really hot market. It's got two really large um, uh, services, I forget if they're Air Force, or, and they have oh, two ports, right, and, okay. and it has um, it has more people moving in than moving out. It's, it's in a great location, not that it's hidden from hurricanes, but it's not like being on the coast where it's constantly oh, right, bombarded. Right. So Jacksonville was a good location. It snows sometimes and in Jacksonville, too. Not very often. Not often, but it does. I have friends that move there, and they're like, yeah, there's so, snow here. They're also sitting on the beach in February, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's beautiful, but it, then, but if you if you want an occasional winter, Jacksonville's not bad. A nope. mild, yeah. And then um, so Houston, Texas, which mm -hmm. is the other area, is is unbelievable how it's growing now. The appreciation there is stupid, and I'm not really crazy about it. What I am crazy about, yeah, it's appreciating. Like if you bought a two hundred thousand dollar house last year, every month it appreciated three thousand dollars. It's it's just every stupid month. crazy every month. Wow. It was just nuts. Um, and, and it's still doing a, a good job of appreciating it. But the prices there are going up, the taxes there are going up. There's a lot of things that are not good about that, but it's got a great market. It's growing. People are moving in in leaps and bounds. Uh, got a lot of different um, employment opportunities there. And it's it's got a very, I mean, when I say a large footprint, it's not as big as Jacksonville, but it's probably one of the biggest cities in the country. Um, and it's got a lot of suburbs that are mm -hmm. really good mm -hmm. uh, to go out into. So we I have a cousin that, that lives outside Houston, too. I just thought I'd keep throwing this in. Like, yeah. every place you're mentioning, I know people that live. I'm just saying. If you go around the country enough, you know everybody, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I mean, the people I know who used to live in Pittsburgh don't live in Pittsburgh anymore. But we did go when they lived there, you know. So. Yeah. So, so, anyway, did I answer all your questions? You did. you did. You did. Yeah. I mean, real estate from... You know, from an accounting and a tax standpoint, is is extremely fascinating just because of all the different aspects that can be involved. And, yeah, so that's you know the rentals, the flips, the deferred incomes. So the, I bought my first rental property in 1977, and I didn't buy it because I thought, well, there were two things I did think. I thought long term, it's generational wealth that I've always believed. But I didn't think it was the best thing for me because, like I said, I don't like houses. Um, but the the other thing it does have is fabulous tax advantages. So uh, I didn't, I, I built my first portfolio based on tax advantages. <laughs> so now, um, now there are even more than there were then. Now with the new administration, that could change, right. but it still is, um, I don't think it's going to go away entirely because people need a place to live and the government can't take away everything that's going to take away the ability for people to have a place right. to live. So, um, 
I'm not, I'm not concerned overall about what they're going to mm -hmm. do. I keep my eye on the market. Right. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, now, all of the information that you, you know, you talked about as far as finding properties and, and finding tenants and stuff, you do all of that for them. Correct. Like you can provide analysis as far as we do <clears throat> properties and areas and. We do. Okay. And right now, we're so only in the Pittsburgh and outside. 10 grand and you can go on your way. And oh, 10 grand. That would be a loan. That wouldn't be a house. Okay. But okay. yes. Yeah. But um, in some type of portfolio yes, that you, you know, have. Or, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you came with the money, then then we'll tell you what, what we have available right. and how long it would take us. So again, it used to take us no time. If you wanted property, we could find it and we could close on a deal and it could be done in three months. Now, I could tell you, it could take up to six, sometimes a little more. It's just the finding the good properties is becoming harder and harder. Okay. But, yeah, that's... All right. Do you have a minimum to get into, one of the, into the fund? Any of the funds that you have? Is so, if you want to do a lending, lending is $10,000. Okay. If you want to do on the fund, the fund minimum is... A, a, what? It starts next month, so we haven't got all the numbers. <laughs> Um, if you want to do the fund, I'd say call me, but the numbers okay. aren't that high. But they are. You have to be someone that I know, or you have to be an accredited investor. So okay. that's two very different things. Wow. So I was thinking when you were talking about, um, you know, the investment money, and then Kevin said the ten thousand, and I said a dollar, which I was just joking. No, by the way. I I'm kind of smarter <laughs> than that. But like I know people who have bought a young couple who bought a house that you couldn't touch here at their age in um, outside of Charlotte um, and, you know, $120,000 and it's like three to five bedrooms and it's on this huge cul-de-sac and it's gorgeous. That was a couple of years ago, but yes. Uh, may, just uh, not the, uh, so I might be off on the numbers or the size house, but a big, nice family yeah, no, house I agree. on a big piece of property for uh, well under 200000 mm -hmm. really reasonable. Um, Again, you know, middle America. Mm. Just move and out of the country. And out of the yeah, just move areas. out of this here. Um, and so if you look at that, I'm just thinking that price point, right? And you said you don't need a million dollars. 500000 can get you pretty close to starting. 500000 can buy you eight to ten properties around Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So, And that's kind of what I was And that, like, by the way, includes your property management for the first year, your taxes for the first year, insurance for the first year. So, and yeah, houses, so, the down payment. you know, and, and eight, our fees, 500, 500,000 <laughs> yeah. here can buy you maybe a, a maybe property a that three reason. bedroom, two bath, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I live in Rumson, not getting you no, that. No, um, right. We are very lucky that we inherited our house from my in-laws because we wouldn't be living in Rumson. Um, but yeah, you know, like if you look at houses people are buying in even and Middletown you know Middletown is beautiful and it's gives you more of that country feel and everything but you still can't get a house for two or three hundred thousand dollars and look, look at Long Branch right when I moved in 30 years ago people were telling me I'm crazy now I need to find another house for us in Long Branch and I'm like oh my god I don't want to spend money on a house we're, we're ultimately going to keep it and rent it out our company will, will own it but um, it's it's crazy the prices have just become nuts yeah and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Um, so you can buy real estate out of state to earn the income that you want to buy your home in New Jersey if it's where you choose to live. So from a tax standpoint, right, when you, and these are different taxes, but we all, I've already clarified that this is not my area of expertise, okay? 
But when you live in New Jersey and work in New York, you pay taxes in New York and taxes in New Jersey. If you live in New Jersey and own property in another state, are you only paying property taxes on that state, or do you have to pay something to the state that you live in? Where the you're... property taxes are only in the state that you live in. The property taxes is just what it says. It's tax on that property that goes to the local municipalities, right? Okay, right. Just like here. Okay. That doesn't change. That doesn't go to New York and New Jersey. Now, your income is a different story. Your income from the um, And it depends if you're, but it depends if you're um, a company versus... Um, an, an individual, individual. And, and that's really something you probably could talk mm -hmm. to a whole lot better than me but uh, we do everything in a company I don't own anything in my name so your investors or your our people investors, who are your port your people who have a portfolio they, with you they haven't they have a company for that portfolio they have a company for the portfolio okay, we don't so sell based on what you're saying names. I'm thinking company taxes are cheaper than I, can, I don't even want to get into that because okay, it's then we just won't, a matter of yeah. what what and how yeah. And it, okay. and, and it matters if you're doing an LLC. Stay in my lane of idiocy and, and ignorance. Okay. You want it. You want it. Right, there's too so many variables to talk about, you know, okay. broad range of, of stuff. So I'm yeah. just sitting here it's, thinking, you know, I'd like to have a little house near my cousin. It's beautiful where they live, and I don't go visit anymore because it's kind of just well, us now. A, and oh, I can't say this Okay, don't say it online. Greg, call her later. So anyway, <laughs> but, um, you know, because I, so I know where he lives. It's a beautiful area in yeah. East Tennessee. There's like, you know, you go out in his back. Listen, if that's where you're thinking of retiring. No, a, we're staying here in our little tiny, because we have a nice little house. Uh, okay. So we're not buying somewhere else to retire. We're going to Airbnb for months at a time in various countries. That's what we decided. Yeah. That means you still pay. You I know. Jersey taxes. I know. I know. You move out for six months and five days. And then you keep this house as your summer house. Okay. Did you hear that, Ray? Are you listening, Raymond? <laughs> Just Ray. <laughs> Ray. <laughs> Penny. <Hi>. Penny. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. But I, I, the third one. You know, I told I know. you I, I, used to, I used to run my life around taxes. I don't mm -hmm. do that anymore. And I don't recommend, by the way, that anyone does that. Um, and tell you the good, bad, and the ugly of that as well. Uh, but real estate is good for taxes for many reasons. They've always said, I mean, you know, when you hear real estate is one of the safest, best investments. Okay, so nothing is safe, nothing's guaranteed, nothing's promised to you. And if anybody does any of those guarantees, walk away, run away, right. don't even walk, right. because it's not true. Um, if you're in real estate long enough, you're going to lose money. That's just a fact. I've, I've lost a half a million dollars on a deal. Um, one of my partners has lost millions. You do enough real estate, you're going to lose money. That doesn't mean you're not going to make that plus up. I would and hope or it wouldn't quickly. make sense to do it. Correct. But um, it is it is safe, as safe as the people you're working with, their knowledge, their experience, um, and the, the locations and but anything can change, right? Look at what happened in 2008. People who thought they were doing really well and were at that time mm -hmm. lost it all because they just didn't have the um, basis to keep the properties running. Or they lost all their tenants because they couldn't afford it anymore. So you know, just realize that if you're running it as a business, it's a business. If, you're, if you buy five to 10 properties in a location, that's a working class location. And it, this is my opinion only, right? You're gonna buy these properties, you're gonna keep them long term. The tenant is gonna pay off your mortgage. They're gonna, you're gonna make some cash flow on the side, but when you're ready to retire, these are gonna be bringing in a lot of money. 
Yes. Could you lose money? Yes, you can. If you did your right research, the odds are you're going to be okay. And it's going to allow you to retire early. The younger you get into real estate, clearly the better it is. I, I highly, you know, if you're, if you're 20 years old getting out of college, I could tell you how to start putting yourself in a position to win with real estate. I mean, I'm all about owning real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, Warren Buffett said if he had it to do over again, he'd own a whole lot more. So uh, better people than me believe in it. Believe in it. <laughs> so um, we're, we're running down to our um, hour ending after 10 o'clock. Um, take so, that, Tim. Take, yeah. <laughs> We're doing a whole hour, Tim, regardless of what time we started. Um, he's going he's gonna to shoot me. He's not coming back. So I'm not going to sit with you anymore if you're going to pick on me when I'm not there. No, but I was I, with the puns. Hour, hour, hour. Oh, I didn't get that pun, Kevin. Oops, fail. You're now Major doing fail. it without and, even thinking. Yeah, right. I guess that's what well, I do a lot without thinking, um, <laughs> if you haven't noticed already. Um, so if somebody wanted to, if they're interested, based on what you've said, um, they can meet you at an EMAC event. Or Absolutely. they can go to emac.org and find your listing on our directory. Absolutely. But really, what's the best way for them to reach So, so really, yeah. if you're on here, EMAC probably is the best way. You can go online um, on Facebook. If you look up Coast to Coast Networking. And it's Coast to Coast, the number, two, the number, two number two coast networking. Um, you can sign up there, and and I'll reach out to you and talk to you anytime, day or night. Well, not quite all night, but my days. You were working when I was trying to revamp last night, so at eight fifteen. My my days usually run five to eleven. So five a.m. Um, to eleven p.m. Yeah, so I Holy I really Lord. keep myself pretty available to people. I try and keep Sundays to myself and my husband if I'm home. So that happens on occasion. Um, <laughs> Not on my business, but does your husband travel with you when you travel? Or so does he, have, he like, just... Oh, he, you've mentioned your son in this business. I didn't know there was a husband because I just assumed you were out lollygagging, you know, yeah. living up the <coughs> life of Vida am, Loca or something. I'm living, I'm living life, but uh, yes, there is a husband. There's a husband. Uh, and we he... have been married for 36 years, so we're not getting a divorce anytime oh, soon. Isn't that awesome? And, um, and, and he doesn't travel with me very often. He's not like me. So if he was traveling, I would go because I do a lot of things on my own. I'd go out. Right. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. But he's, he's more comfortable doing it with people. So if there's some place that he's never been before and really wants to see or he has friends, um, he comes with me. But does he in work general, in your business or does he have his own career? No. 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 He was just own. retired. Oh, congratulations. So he, uh, he can do whatever he wants as long as it makes me happy. Um, just, that's the and, secret to a happy marriage, I've heard. <laughs> so, have, what is it? Happy wife, happy life. That's yeah. right. I agree with that. It's the right philosophy. So, um, so yeah. So I was looking for rehabs for him in New Jersey just to keep him busy. And now that he's fully retired, um, I'm like, okay. So now you can travel with me once a month. I don't care if you do it every time I travel, but once a month. If he's retired, would he want to come work in the office? We're looking for somebody who wants to have a really good time and be around people. Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> I will ask him. You, you know, know it's yeah. it, because Never I will. I will. Right. We, you know, we've we've mentioned it's very flexible. It's very fun. It's but not it's exactly still, overly so, so financial. My, so my that's res- why we. Well, it's not a financial issue, right? It's a matter of I want him to have the time to be able to come when he wants. And so, you know, my I retired from my company in 2012. And the day I retired, I took off my watch. And that for me was my symbol of being free. I control my time. Now, I told you the hours that I'm available. 
but it's because I want to be. And if there's a day I don't want to be, I'm not. If you try and reach me, I'm not going to call you back. I'm not going to text you. I'm just not going to be available. Um, that is, that, that's, can I just say that is a really huge secret that people don't take advantage of because I just did that for a week and I was a lunatic and not a pleasant person to be around. You saw me right before I left. I was not a pleasant person to be around. I came back totally, totally just mm-hmm. totally. And it wasn't easy. It was yeah. not easy. Put the phone down. Do not look at your email. So but, I will tell you when I go on vacation, I normally take one day. And the rest of the week, I know I'm going to be working from 4 to 5 in the morning until about 8 to 9. Um, I can get on emails. I can respond to people. I can do what I have to do. And then the rest of the day is mine. Um, and, and that's just, I've worked like that my entire life. I hate being bored. I hate being home. I hate, I was, I retired for six weeks before I was out looking for something because um, that was about my limit until I decided the company I wanted to start, which, by the way, I started an organization company. I was forced to close it this year because uh, I just don't have time. Don't have time wow. to talk about it or it's Aww. just gone. Um, I love it, but this, this has become You're, you're a woman of mayor, many, many layers and talents and amazing. It's just quite fascinating. Quite fascinating. So, unfortunately, we're now at 1012. It has been our hour. <coughs> Well, I want to thank you for joining us, Kevin. Thank you, thank you and thank me. you for having me. I'm really our, excited. Our pleasure. And um, I'm I'm thinking we may be hearing from you on a Shared Universe Podcast Studio uh, station, maybe. So yeah, that's, yeah, we're hoping we're hoping to we're hoping to, to, to Andrea, figure out how we can make it work to learn more about turn coast to coast in Andrea Lane. Stay tuned. <laughs> it's actually um, more about rentals and re- real estate, that's, not just that, turn to key. No, but that's you. It's, it's all Andrea. Just take it, Andrea. It's yours. It's yours. It's your Oprah moment. Take it. Okay. And thanks to the people who listened today. And we will be back on September 10th with Kevin Ertle from First Converse, Constitute, First Conversation Bank. No, Kevin, sorry. First Constitution Bank. Kevin is actually our, one of our new board members. He's actually um, works with us on quite a few committees. He's manages two bank branches. Um, He's fascinating and really a lot of fun. So we look forward to meeting and speaking with him. So with that, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you.